Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. This is a live recording of the CC America podcast. Enjoy the show. Um, so again, thank you all for joining on this Resurrection Sunday. Um, the title of today's message is um, Snakes. And with regard to this, um, I wanted to just talk about snakes from a figurative sense um, and also how in life, when we think about the resurrection of Jesus and we think about where we are now, how snakes can literally squeeze or poison um, your life and what the word says about them. So um, if you all were able to join me for my last uh, session, the live, I was sharing with everyone how I recently went through a month-long miscarriage. Um, I found out that I was miscarrying back in January, or not January, excuse me, February 10th, and I did not find out that the miscarriage was over until um, March 27th. So that was a long, um, rough period, um, but God saw me through. I'm just grateful, um, you know, to still be here. And on this Resurrection Sunday, before I get started and jump in, um, what I did want to do is just start off with um, prayer. So I will start there. Lord God, we come to you now thanking you for this day, thanking you for the opportunity to be in your presence, for waking us up this morning. I thank you for each and every person, Lord God, listening and those who um, who are not listening but may listen later on, Lord God. I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power. I pray that you would cover everyone right now, Lord God, in the midst of COVID-19 and that you would allow us to um, hear your voice more clearly during this time more than ever as we are seeing messages filled with fear, um, but also along those same days, we're also seeing things and messages with regard to hope, which is what you have allowed us to have through the love um, in the blood of your son, Jesus, who laid his life down for each and every one of us. And on this Resurrection Sunday, we just want to thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing, everything you will continue to do. And we give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, so thanks again for joining. Um, tonight's episode is called Snakes. And uh, the reason being, again, is we're talking about how literally and sometimes figuratively um, the serpent how he tricks us. Um, so I am attempting to go live on, on Instagram as well as Facebook and Podbean at the same time. So I am hoping that it is working. Um, it looks like I may be live on Facebook. I can't really tell if I am or not. It looks like it's not going live, but hadn't started. Um, so it looks like it may be now live on Facebook. Um, so with regard to the topic, I'll just get started in Genesis. So as we all know, um, in the Bible, it tells us that the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. So when we think about serpents in a figurative sense, um, and also uh, literally what they do, um, the fact that the Bible tells us that the snake was more crafty than any of the other wild animals, when you think about your life and you think about the serpents, um, and how they do squeeze the life out of um, their prey. Um, essentially, some of them constrict, some of them have venom. But when we think about our lives, it's the same thing. Um, when we think about the enemy and who he is. So during the last um, session, the last live, 
Um, the we were reading Psalm 91 uh, because again, for anyone who just joined, I was sharing um, about my miscarriage that uh, recently ended on March 27th. It started on February 10th. So it was a, a pretty long time. And during that time, I was really struggling because I had a hard time understanding, you know, why I was going through it, but then also when it would end. But it also prepared me for where we are now when we think about COVID-19, because there's so much uncertainty. So the only thing that we can say is that we know that God is real and that he's looking out for each and every one of us. But I literally had, um, there was nothing that I could personally do to either prevent the miscarriage or speed the process along. During that process, a pastor called me, uh, the pastor actually who married Rodney and I, and she said to me um, that there are spirits, tormenting spirits. So when we think about the state of where we are now, I was like, oh my gosh, that's really powerful. But I didn't quite understand it. I said, tormenting spirits, what are tormenting spirits? And so I went to church um, that day and the pastor referred to Acts 16. And Acts 16 is regarding a particular spirit. And the reason I wanted to talk about this today is when we think about, again, where we are, many of us are being tormented physically, mentally, by this particular spirit or spirits that are similar. Um, so I will go uh, to Acts 16. So um, just for reference, I will be reading from Acts 16, verses 16 through 24. Um, and it says, once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet and stopped. So the reason that I wanted to focus on this particular scripture is in this segment of Acts, it is specifically talking to a woman who was bound by a spirit. That spirit is a spirit of divination, also known as the Python spirit. And I was like, that's interesting. I had never heard of it before. So when the pastor told me that I was being attacked by tormented spirits, spirits that cause worry, fear, depression, anxiety, um, I wanted to research it a little bit more and it said Python. And so again, when we go back to Genesis, the Bible tells us that the serpent was more crafty than any of the other wild animals. And it also says in Genesis three that um, when Eve essentially said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And that's where we are today. And so on this Resurrection Sunday, we have a lot to be thankful for because 
Jesus went to the cross for us um, to save us from that death. Um, but with regard to that, when we go through life, we are typically attacked. Um, and I personally have been going through this attack myself, which is why I wanted to share my personal story. And it wasn't until uh, my recent miscarriage that I realized that I was under attack spiritually. And so when we think about being under attack, um, there's a lot of us who are under attack, but we look good on the outside. I mean, I actually visited a church in Manassas and Pastor James Sutton was referring to the fact that in Acts 16, this woman on the outside looked okay. And as I was going through my miscarriage and I think about my life, heck, for the last 10 years, a lot of people looked at me and probably thought I was okay, but didn't know the amount of turmoil that I may have been encountering um, internally. So I just, um, I wanted to share and be transparent with my own story, but then also hopefully be able to help um, someone out tonight with regard to sharing my truth. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining. Um, hello, hello. Um, I, I know I started a, a couple minutes earlier and I was trying to actually connect on all three platforms, but I'm glad that we're here. So I'm going to do my best to try to monitor the live chat on Facebook as well as the live stream on Instagram. Um, and share just a few thoughts regarding uh, this spirit. So in Acts 16, it talks about divination, which is the practice of attempting to foretell future events or discover hidden knowledge by occult or supernatural means. Um, it can also be defined as the practice of determining the hidden significance or cause of events, sometimes foretelling the future by various natural, physio, uh, psychological, and other techniques. So the difference between this, the woman wasn't lying when she said who they were. She knew who they were. She said, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. What she was saying was true, but the way in which she was getting the information was not of God. And so with regard to that, that is why Paul and Silas commanded the, the evil spirit that was in her to come out. And again, when we think back to Genesis and the serpent, the serpent is the reason that we're here today. The reason that we have a resurrection Sunday, because once Adam and Eve knew good and evil, now we have all been condemned to a physical death or natural death until, but we have been saved by grace so that now we may have life um, and we may live eternally because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And as we all know today, um, is symbolizing when he rose, as he rose on the third day, and he is the reason that we are able to live. So we are grateful for that um, and recognizing that the enemy knows the truth. So he tells us part of the truth, but not the whole truth. So when I was going through my miscarriage, I was filled with a lot of fear. I was scared about dying. And a lot of my friends know that I have struggled with uh, worry, anxiety, um, sometimes depression and fear for years um, off and on, but it really wasn't until this recent season that God showed me um, what it was. And he did that through allowing people to come and talk to me and share the fact that I was being tormented by a spirit. And then once I went to church and um, the pastor mentioned Acts 16, I left church and I was sitting in my car. I was actually about to meet up with one of my really great girlfriends and I was sitting in the car and I was like, a tormenting spirit. What are tormenting spirits? I looked it up. It was the spirit of divination, also known as the Python spirit. So when you think about 
Python. There are some um, studies from theologians and other ministries that have actually studied the spirit. And one of them is Phyllis Ford Ministries. There's also, um, I may mess up the name, the Jen, Jensen Ministries. Um, but I watched a video and I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally what I've been going through. So according to the Phyllis Ford Ministries, when Python is operating, you can look for a heaviness on your life, sorrow, depression, and oppression. There's manipulation involved and people are not completely open to correction. So essentially that spirit is separating us from what we know to be true, separating us from the word, separating us from our prayer life, separating us from each other, um, from fellowship. And I tend to go inward, especially when I'm going through. So when I was going through my miscarriage, I was nervous to tell anyone. I didn't even tell my mom until like three days before my surgery. And of course, we thought my surgery was going to be the end of the process, but it wasn't. Um, that was just the beginning. Um, so it was interesting, but I'm grateful now in hindsight for that experience because, um, you know, through life, we all go through so many things. And hello, welcome. Um, I just, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. And each one of you have gone through things in your life that you may not understand it at the time. You may not understand why you're going through it. You may not understand God's purpose for it, but the difference for a believer is that everything will work together for your good. And we know it in the word and we've seen it to be true through different experiences in our life. So continuing along with regard to the Python spirit, it talks about the spirit trying to control every situation. I'm the type of person, I try to control everything. I think I can control it. Well, you know when I realized I couldn't control it? When I started a miscarriage on February 10th that did not end until March 27th after a DNC and 13 miscarriage pills. That's when I knew that I had no control. And there's other situations in my life where I knew I didn't have control, but somehow I still tried to pick it back up. Like, okay, I can control this. But COVID-19 is a prime example of a situation where we have literally no control. We don't know, you know, what will happen day to day. All we can do is pray and have faith. So I wanted to share this message now because I feel like the timing is, it's good timing because we live in a world where we think we can control things, but we really can't. Um, and so when we think about the Python spirit, it talks about customs and traditions may be strong, and have to be torn down. Visions and creativity will be choked. Python will cause people to become fearful, weak, and weary. People will start questioning their own vision, position, and calling. He tries to squeeze the life out of you. So when we think about Satan, he knows the truth. He tells us part of the truth, and he tries to reveal parts of it to draw us in to where we kind of believe what we're hearing, but it's not of God. It's him trying to control us. It's him trying to manipulate us. So I've literally had to stop watching the news because I know that I tend to worry. So the more I look at the news, the more I worry and the more I get fearful. And so literally there have been days in here where I've just like cried. I have, I've cried out to God and I'm praying for each and every person. I'm praying for my family, my friends, people I've met along the way, people that I don't even know. And it's just, it's so much that's going on right now. And that spirit is so heavy. And so, but we have each one of us that are on here right now. And even the people 
you know, that are just surfing the web on Instagram, on Facebook. We all have a lot to be thankful for because we are alive. So the same way that we woke up today, we have something to be joyful and thankful for. But on the flip side, what, the, what Satan wants us to think is that we have no hope, that we should just give up, that we should be weary, that we should not believe. But on this Resurrection Sunday, we know why we believe. And what he does is he tries to trick us into thinking we can control things. He tries to trick us into believing that we will not live. But we know what the word says. There's been times where I've literally struggled with wondering if I was going to live or die. And I know it's nothing but the enemy that's trying to trick me. And um, on the last podcast, I shared with everyone that one of my fears is that I will die and not fulfill my purpose. And I always get emotional when I think about that because I think about the fact that how many of us are afraid that we won't be able to fulfill our purpose. So, I mean, I understand. And I'm so glad I'm seeing the messages coming in on um, Instagram and on Facebook. I am just grateful that we are able to be here today and recognize the tricks of the enemy. Uh, Francine, I understand. You said that's you now. I bet like I bet you it is because. The enemy is trying to put little seeds and plant things to make us worry. Um, And uh, to Sarita's point, um, she says she says that all the time. We have so much to be thankful for. And it's true. Every day that we wake up, we have a lot to be thankful for. But again, going back to Genesis, the serpent is crafty. So he tells us, like even today, I honestly was really nervous about doing this show because I thought to myself, like, what what are like, who are you? Technically, that question is not a bad question. Who are you? He can ask me that question, but it's how I respond to that question. Do I worry? Like, do I, um, uh, and to Floria's point, that like worrying about your purpose, he might, the Satan will ask you, like, who are you? Like, who do you think you are? Who you are is a child of the most high. What he wants you to believe is that you don't have purpose or that your purpose will not be fulfilled on this earth. But again, everything works together for those who are um, righteous and called according to his purpose. And I may have mixed that up a little bit. Um, it not, I didn't state it verbatim, but you get the point. Essentially, Satan wants to choke that out of us because he doesn't want us to believe. And for anyone that just joined, um, I was I shared with everyone Act 16, where it talks about a woman who was possessed by a spirit of divination, which is also known as the Python spirit. Um, so that's kind of where we are now. and. In Psalm 91, that's one of the psalms that I read uh, the last time that we were on. And that psalm is uh, very near and dear to me. So I see we have some of our Pocahontas family on. And Pocahontas is an island in Petersburg, Virginia. Um, It is known as the oldest Black community in the United States. And in 1993, August 6th, which happens to be my late great-grandmother's birthday, we had a tornado that um, completely, uh, you know, demolished our neighborhood. And during that time, the church was gone, but the Bible was still there. The Bible was on the podium. And Psalm is said to be uh, that Psalm 91 was what was on the podium. And that Psalm just talks about specifically um, protection. So right now with COVID-19, I do encourage each and every one of you to read Psalm 91. I've been reciting it every day because that spirit of heaviness, weary, uh, weariness, fearfulness, 
all of those things I have been dealing with, and I've been reading Psalms as well as as well as stating daily affirmations. And Sarita recommended reading The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. Uh, great recommendation, um, Sarita. I actually finished that book. Um, I want to say it was early February or the end of January, and it was a book that um, that was recommended many many years ago um, at Calvary Revival Church, and I purchased it, but I never read it. But the timing that I read it was so on point. So with regard to that book, um, one of the things, how we, how God hears us, we have to get rid of unforgiveness. And the bait of Satan talks about all the tricks that he does to keep us from being close to God, being close to one another. It's all the things that he does to try to keep us separate um, because that's what, that's what he wants to do. He wants to keep us separate. When you think about Adam and Eve, he wanted to keep us separate. And in Psalm 91, it says, you will tread on the lion and the, in some verses, the adder or cobra, you will trample the great lion and the serpent. So um, the word adder is derived from an old English term and it means serpent, but it can mean several types of snakes, including a species known as the adder. Um, and that also includes things like cobras and mambas, which are very venomous. So when you think about the enemy, that venom, so the things that we hear, the things that we see, that venom sneaks in and literally it poisons us. It poisons our mind. It poisons our spirit. And I'm speaking from my own personal experience. I feel like that's what has been happening in my life from time to time. When I go through worry, fear, depression, anxiety, because I've been through it all um, for different reasons. And I realized that was the spirit. The spirit was trying to keep me from fulfilling my purpose or trying to keep me from developing that stronger relationship with Jesus and reaching out to people and my friends and my family and talking to people and being honest about where I am and just saying, you know what, I need help. Like, I'm not okay. Um, and actually this, uh, with the recent miscarriage, that was the first time that I actually, like my friends reached out to me and that's how people started to find out if they happened to reach out to me and say, how are you doing? I said, you know what? I'm not okay. And that was the first time I actually admitted to myself and others that I was not okay. Um, because most of the time, what you see is, hello, how are you? I'm fine. No, I'm not. I'm not fine. I'm, I'm really struggling right now. Um, and in the midst of my miscarriage, even at work, they had no idea. I was still going to work. I was still facilitating trainings. And no one knew because I was, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm okay. I wasn't. Um, so when we think about um, snakes, so I gave, I talked about the, the venomous snakes, but then there's also constrictors. So you think about a python, um, non-venomous snakes can kill you. Although they don't, don't tend to kill people, um, they can. Uh, so when you think about python, the spirit of python, Pythons are a genus of constricting snakes. These snakes, these snakes, excuse me, can grow up to being 30 feet long, um, and they use their sharp, backward-curving teeth to grasp prey, which is then killed by constriction. Um, so essentially, it says death occurs by cardiac arrest. So when I read that, and I just got chills, I thought to myself, oh my God, cardiac arrest, he is attacking our hearts. And so when we talk about God, God looks at the heart. In the Bible, it says God looks at our heart. Man sees the outward appearance. And the spirit of Python 
if you think about a python how it kills it causes cardiac arrest and literally when it describes how they kill their prey it also talks about how the prey is swallowed whole and it may take several days or weeks to digest how long does the enemy plant lies in your head before you start to believe what you've been hearing. And to me, it's almost like literally we, we are the enemy's prey. And if we don't recognize that he will try to feed on us, and it may take a long time, but he'll keep on doing it slowly and slowly and slowly until we are worn out. Um, we are have struggling with unbelief. We are, we are weary. We are tired. We are fearful. All of these things. Um, and then furthermore, one thing, uh, uh, another thing that I read, it said that in terms of the prey, the more the person tries to exhale, that's when the python can constrict tighter. So when you try to catch your breath, I don't know um, for any of you all, but when you try to catch your breath, it's like that's when stuff piles on even more. I can think about when I was carrying Nadia um, and me and my girlfriends, we had just went to L.A. We went on a trip and it was a great trip. We were celebrating her marriage that was coming up. And on the way to LAX, I fall down the stairs at five months pregnant. So we get to the airport. My ankle starts swelling. Then my left ankle starts swelling. And then my right foot starts swelling. And by the time I have to get on the plane, I am confined to a wheelchair and I cannot walk. And I didn't feel Nadia move. Um, literally, the whole plane ride, I did not know if she was alive. I know something was wrong with my body. I did not know what. And I was just so afraid because I, did, I didn't know what was going to happen. And literally on that plane ride, I met some really nice people. And there was a lady who stayed with me from LAX to Denver and to Washington, D.C. And she was with me the entire time. Um, and she, too, um, had her own situation with her back. So she actually had rods in her back. So we were able to get on the plane early because I could not physically walk. Um, but I think about even that situation where I didn't have any control. I honestly was afraid of dying. I was afraid of Nadia not being here. I was afraid for myself because I didn't know what was going to happen. When I went to the doctor, they said, you broke your big toe on your right foot and you sprained your left ankle. That could have been so much worse. But what the enemy wanted me to think about, he wanted me to go all the way to the left. Like I didn't pass go. I wasn't trying to collect $200. I was like, okay, oh my gosh, like what's the worst thing that can happen? And that's what came to mind. So when you think about your life, he wants to squeeze the life out of you. Every time you exhale and you think, okay, I made it past this point. Because when I was pregnant with Nadia, I was so excited. I had made it past the 12 week mark only to fall down the stairs and be worried if she was going to be okay. And as you all know, praise God, she's okay and she's here and she's healthy. But we've had a lot of scares with her um, since she's been born with breathing, with different things that have made me nervous. And um, I don't know if I shared it on the last um, show, but a few weeks ago when Nadia was asleep, this was after the pastor had talked to me about the tormented spirits and to pray against spirits. And the Bible tells us that we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spirits. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I looked at Nadia's face and it looked like the right side of her face was flashing. So and it, it freaked me out a little bit because when you think about Halloween, it looked like her face was a skeleton on her right side. And she was facing me in the bed. And I, I blinked a couple of times like, 
am, like, am I really seeing what I think I'm seeing? And then all of a sudden I had this peace that came over me and it was like, thank you God for showing me where she's sick. Literally, I know that was not me because I, like, I honestly was scared at first. And then I had that peace. I literally touched Nadia's face. I prayed over her and I went back to sleep. The next day I woke up because I knew she had an ear infection, but I didn't know which ear. So I woke up and I said, Rodney, what side um, does Nadia have an ear infection on? He said her right side. I didn't tell him anything else. I just said, okay. So when we went to the doctor the following week, we went in on a Thursday. That was actually the day before I found out um, I, around the time. Of, I was still going through the miscarriage when I took her to the doctor. So it was before I found out that my miscarriage was over. Um, and the pastor had told me because of the spirit, she was like, you have to pray. You have to stay. Um, you pretty much have to put on your armor and know your word so you can fight against the enemy when he's trying to attack you because he will attack you. Because once you know what's attacking you and you start to come against it, it only gets it gets a little more heavier. And sometimes the enemy tries to attack you more in your mind, physically. Um, however, but here's the thing. He has to have permission and God knows the end before the beginning. So even if he has permission, God has already made a way of escape for each and every one of us, but it's recognizing what that way of escape is. And when I took Nadia to the doctor, um, the physician said to me, did you all take her to the ear, nose and throat doctor? Because she's had so many ear infections. And I said, because Rodney took her before. And I said, no, um, I thought that was like optional, but he said, you mentioned it, but you all didn't say that she needed to necessarily go. So we never took her. When he checked her ears, her ear infection was gone. I know that is nothing but the Lord, because I remember that night when I woke up in the middle of the night and I prayed for her. And I was a little nervous to tell people because I thought to myself, this sounds a little crazy and it might sound weird, but that's literally what I saw in the middle of the night. And I had the peace of God that told me that it was to it, the reason I was seeing what I was seeing was so I could pray for her. And I did. And we, when we went back to the doctor, she did not have an ear infection. They had cleared up on its own. And the reason that appointment was so important was because she may have needed tubes because she's had so many recurring ear infections in a certain period of time. So I say all that to say that um, we do war against spiritual um, beings, but God also has angels around us um, who are watching over us, who are there to protect us. So it's not for us to be afraid because the Bible tells us who we're warring against, but recognizing his tricks and recognizing who he is. Um, and I'm going to uh, read what Tammy wrote um, on Facebook. She said, you were created by the most high designed for such a time as this. He knows your name. He knows the number of hairs on your head. We are greatness and daughters of, um, of the son of the king, which is so true. We are. He knows the numbers or the number of hairs on our head. He knows everything about each and every one of us, and he loves us. Um, so when we think about that spirit, and one other thing that I noted um, about pythons, they can't go more than one mile per hour. But it's amazing because they don't stop eating. As slow as they are, but they're very careful. They take their time. And in a USA Today report, um, there was a python that did kill an Indonesian uh, farmer a few years ago. Um, and it noted that a startled snake could bite as a form of defense. Satan is biting us as a form of defense because he knows that his time is short. 
And the Bible says that in Revelation, it talks about his time being short. And so he's able to wreak havoc before a period because in Revelation 20, it says, he sees the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. His time is near. So Satan will wait for you patiently. He will wait and he'll be patient and he'll just wait and wait and wait and strike when we get weak or when we get weary, or maybe when we're holding on to unforgiveness, or maybe when we decide um, not to read our word, or maybe when we decide that we're going to do things our way, and when we decide we're going to be in control. Um, and then it notes that the python um, stealthily lies in wait along a game trail, edges of waterways, or any other place where they would find unsuspecting prey. The main thing I took away from that is unsuspecting. But as believers, we should suspect that he's going to do what he can to keep us from fulfilling our purpose, to separate us from the love of Christ. So in, um, in Psalm 58, it talks about even from birth, the wicked go astray from the wayward, spreading lies. Their venom is like the venom of a snake, like that of a cobra that has stopped its ears that will not heed the tune of the charmer, however skillful the, skillful the, the enchanter may be. Um, and then there's other uh, scriptures that talk specifically about serpents and snakes. Luke 10 talks about, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Again, Luke 10 verses 19 and 20. I have given you, each one of you, authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. And even when Jesus was, uh, when he was going to the cross, that wasn't his cross to bear. He was bearing the cross for us, but he knew that God had given him authority and that his pain on the earth was temporary in comparison to the glory that awaited him when he was resurrected. And as we all know, on the third day he rose because he knew that he had more power. So he has overcome the enemy and that same power through the blood of Jesus Christ, he has given us power as well through him that nothing will harm us. Now it does know, however, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So it, it, the spiritual warfare that we're in is not about us. So don't be excited that the spirits will submit, but rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Um, and one, there was another scripture that I had written down. I'm going to scroll back up. Um, let me see. Cause there, there was so much stuff that I was reading and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even realize how, you know, how deep it was. Um, but when we think about the things that we go through, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so true. So second Corinthians verse 11, um, excuse me, chapter 11, verse three, it reads, but I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So um, one of the main things I want to leave you all with is no matter what you're going through, the enemy wants to keep you from Christ. 
the further away we go, because we don't understand why we're going through what we're going through, the harder it is um, for us to have faith and to believe. The easier it is for us to be weary, to be fearful, to worry, um, to doubt. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I still struggle. And I, it's a it's a battle that I'm going through right now. But I was like, you know what? Instead of pretending I'm not going through a battle, I'm going to share my battle. And in sharing my battle, I feel like my faith is being built and I'm getting stronger. And that is my prayer for each and every one of you. Um, and for anyone just in general who is struggling with this spirit of Python, whose mission is to keep us bound, whose mission is to tell us lies, um, because Satan knows the word. And he gives us little bits of the truth. What he told um, Eve in the, in the garden, it wasn't a lie. He was telling the truth, partially, because he said, he tells her, she says Do, that I can't eat it because I will die. He says, you will not certainly die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open. And that's true, her eyes will be open. But he was trying to trick her because he wanted her to do what he wanted to do because he he was crafty and doing what he does best, trying to trick her um, into losing the promise that God had given that he had pretty much set aside for them, for that life. And so we're all in the situation that we all are in now. We are all sinners because of that time and because of that decision. However, because of Jesus dying on the cross, we shall live and not die. And then when you think about Acts 16 with the spirit, Paul and Silas, once they cast the evil spirit out of the out of the woman, it says, when her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They were also flogged, stripped, and beaten with rods and thrown into prison. Because that's how he works. He tries to intimidate us because he's like, okay, I, you've now taken away the little bit of power that I have to control you, the power that I have to keep you from pursuing your purpose or to keep you from reaching the people that God has put in your life to reach, to keep you and your families divided. So he uses all those tricks because at the end of the day, he's benefiting when we are hurting. So I hope and pray that each and every one of you will take some time out and just like really take a step back and evaluate and reassess some things. And I've been personally doing this just because I know um, what I've been struggling with and also what I'm up against. But knowing what I'm up against, I can fight it. It's almost like an addiction. Once you, once you admit you have an addiction, you can seek help. But if you don't admit you have an addiction, you won't seek help because you don't think you need it. So for me, I realized that I needed help. Um, I was talking to a friend and we were talking about just all of the, the things that I've gone through in my life. And it's been, um, to some people it's like, oh, you know what, I've been through worse. And look, I'm not trying to compete on who's been through worse things. All, all I know is we've all gone through our challenges and God has a way of making them work together for our good. But we were talking about post-traumatic stress and I remember that week thinking, I really hope that that's not what I'm dealing with, but I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't because of various things I've been through, whether that's car accidents, multiple, um, like five, the tornado in 93. Um, I was afraid of the wind for a long time, but I'm glad I got set free from that. Um, 
the fear of death. Like it's so many things that I have allowed myself to be bound by and I want to be set free. Um, and I also hope that you all can be set free. Anyone that may be struggling with similar thoughts or weariness, depression, whatever it is. And no, you can probably tell I like to talk. So please feel free to reach out. I would love to chat <laughs> and pray with you or whatever, um, because we do. We need each other. I'm so grateful for, you know, my girlfriends, like being there for me. Like I've been going through it and they've been there like to help me along the way and just send me a message periodically to say, like, how are you really doing? Like, are you OK? Um, so the one thing I'll leave you with is also in Acts 16 verses 25 through 26. Here is our way of escape, people. About midnight, Paul and Silas, so we know that they freed the woman from that evil spirit, the spirit of Python that we've been talking about, or the spirit of divination. They were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And they ended up essentially being let go after this or being free um, after this earthquake, after they praised God and they sung hymns to him because that's where they, they knew where their help came from. So my reminder to each and every one of you is how do you remember where your help comes from? So whatever that is, I know sometimes I'll, I'll get in here and I'll, I like to dance. So I, I dance to all types of music. But I like there are times I'll get in here and I have my praise and worship on my Christian rap, whatever it is, and like just start singing. And sometimes I make up songs. So the last show I talked about my miscarriage. So funny thing about that is the very first time I took um, the first set of miscarriage pills. So for anyone who didn't get to hear the first um, podcast, it is available at ccamerica.podbean.com, the audio. Um, but when I went through my miscarriage, so I had a DNC on February 17th and it didn't work. And that was the surgery that was supposed to clear everything out. It didn't work. And that weekend they gave me three miscarriage pills, Cytotec. And I remember my mom was here and I was laying on the floor and I started cramping and, but I hadn't started passing any tissue yet. And I, I went in the shower and I was taking my shower. I was in the shower for like, 30 minutes because I was just in there a long time and it was comfortable. And I started singing. Now I sung a made up hymn. I was just singing to God and I, I was just singing. And literally once I got out of the shower, I started to pass tissue. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should have been singing hymns and praising God the whole time. Now here's the thing. I still didn't finish my miscarriage for a little while. But I think that was probably his reminder to me, like, I got you. And even though what you're about to walk through will be scary, because after that day, I had several um, sonograms and there was still tissue left. Um, and I still ended up taking 10 more pills um, to pass the rest of the tissue and they didn't work. But and now I think back to it, he was reminding me then that he hadn't and that everything was going to work out okay even though I didn't know what the end looked like. I had to hope that I would, I would be able to see the end on this side. But one thing I'll say is even if we don't see it on this side, sorry, don't get emotional. One thing that I've always been afraid of is dying. And sometimes God frees us through death and everything we're seeing now with people all over the world, 
You know, people are dying. People are hurting. And it's so evident. And sometimes we say, God, you know, I want them to be here selfishly. But I remember my great grandmother used to always tell me, she was like, you know, like, baby, God, like, we didn't come here to stay. Like, we do have to go one day. And uh, Rodney said to me one day, he was like, well, if you believe in God and you want to go to heaven, how can you go to heaven if you don't die? Based on what the scripture says in terms of like um, heaven and earth and where we are now. And I was like, that's true. So that fear that I've had and I still have to a degree, I am trying to um, to allow God to work that out and show me that whether we are alive on this earth or whether we when we transition over, either way, our physical death here does not define our eternal life or death. So on this Resurrection Sunday, sorry, I got really emotional. On this Resurrection Sunday, may we be reminded that Jesus conquered the grave. He conquered death for each and every one of us. Um, so continue to believe, continue to have faith. Um, if anyone wants me to send you the long list of scriptures I've gone through tonight, let me know. <laughs> you can um, send me a direct message. And I'll send you uh, my notes. Uh, but I just wanted to share a message of hope and transformation and also let you all know that you are not alone for anyone that's feeling weary, anyone that is scared, um, especially with COVID-19. Um, like we have to speak the word over this situation um, because Jesus overcame death in the grave. But he also says that we will be able to trample on the lion's head, on the serpent, on, um, you know, we have power over a lot of things that we don't exercise. And I think some of that is because we may not believe we have that power. And I've struggled with that too. Again, at the very beginning of this, I said, before I did this show, I literally was in the bathroom and a thought came to mind. Who do you think you are? Like, you going to go tell somebody about blah, blah, blah. But technically, the question is not a bad question. It's what I do with the question. And I was listening to Joel Austin yesterday, and he talked about how the thoughts will pop in our head. He can give us the thought, but it's what we do with the thought. Are we going to dwell on it? Are we going to speak the word? Or are we going to speak defeat? So I encourage each and every one of you um, to speak life. Tammy always says that Tammy Gator's on the line. Um, and uh, her and Rodney, they both do uh, a show on Butterfly Evolution, they actually encouraged me to move forward with this. This has been a dream of mine for a while, and I'm grateful for them for encouraging me, you know, and their show is fantastic. Again, it's Butterfly Evolution on Blog Talk Radio. It airs every Tuesday night. Um, it is 9 o'clock p.m. our time um, in Tammy's in Tennessee, but they always talk about transformation and really like our thoughts and our mindset. Um, so you can go back and listen to those shows as well. And really quickly before I wrap up, I do see some notes. Um, and I, I I just thank God for each and every one of you for joining. Um, a one note on Facebook for those who are on Instagram says, girl, I literally just called on a friend to pray for me before seeing you here. Now I see you and you speaking like this has, me, has really made my day. Love you. I love you too, cousin Francine. And she said, I'm sorry for what you went through. Let the tears flow. I was just told that because I have been so full all day. And it's so true. Um, I was literally, I, I posted um, 
So Tammy yesterday posted about being grateful and I was bawling. I sent her a text. I was grateful, but I was also crying so hard because I was like, it was weird. And I don't know, you all may be going through this too with all the news and stuff you see about people losing their lives and families, losing more than one person at one time. It's just a lot. Funerals and people not even being able to go to the funeral. So I understand first thing about being full and know that, um, that I love and appreciate you all too. And um, like that, that feeling of fullness, I do believe that God has given us a special level of compassion. And I used to think that it was almost like a curse because I, I'm such an empath that I literally feel what everyone else feels. Even if it's not me going through it, like literally I can watch the news and hear someone's story and I'm like, I'm overtaken by emotions and feelings. So it's, it's actually probably a blessing that you are able to feel the way that you do but um, one thing that, uh, um, that someone told me before that I thought was helpful was figuring out, asking God, like how to allow you to use that gift or operate in that gift so it doesn't overtake you. Because that, that feeling, like being able to feel for people and others is to be an empath is a blessing. But I'll tell you, it's heavy. Like I will literally talk to people and then all of a sudden I will feel like weighed down. But in my goal of trying to inspire others, if I don't, and the Bible tells us to put on our breastplate of righteousness and put on the full armor of God. And I think the reason he does that because he knows we need it. Because if we're pouring out and we and we don't get anything poured back in or we are um, limiting the sources from which we get fed, then we will give from an empty cup. And that's something that I have to learn like over and over and over again. <laughs> um, and um, there's another uh, message here. Uh, thank you. Um, thanks, Quindle. Um, Thanks, Tasha. I love each and every one of you. I'm so grateful for all of you. Um, and then another message popped up that Tammy said, we must begin to answer him. It is written, I am the child of the Most High. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. This is what Jesus did. Remember what is written, great people. Amen to that. And then on Instagram, um, thanks, Amber. Jennifer, Amber said, thank you. Um, Jennifer said, thanks. Yes, 100. <laughs> um, and then uh, Meron and Floria, they talked about the notes. I will. Matter of fact, what I'll probably do, I'll just post the scriptures um, after this goes off. Um, and Stephanie, uh, thank God for sending this message. Amen. Thank God. Because I, I tell you, it was something that um, and actually me and my good friend, Amber, we were talking about it. Um, Steph's cousin, we actually talked about this particular spirit and I'm grateful for her because we had a whole long conversation. That was not our plan for lunch, but we ended up talking about spirits and I was so blessed by that. And I knew that this was a topic that we needed to talk about, especially in the midst of COVID-19 with everything going on. Um, so I just appreciate each and every one of you for joining today. I'm so grateful. Um, Again, I will share this message. I hope that you all enjoy the rest of your Resurrection Sunday. I love you and appreciate you. Um, and again, thanks for joining. And I will post all of the, uh, the scriptures that I mentioned and the, the notes afterwards. But I hope you all have a wonderful um, evening. Uh, be blessed. Continue to stay healthy and safe. And I would recommend, this is just something I've been doing, find the scriptures that will help feed your faith, not your fear. I have been reciting Psalm 91. I have my daily affirmations. 
Um, if anyone wants me to send those to them, I can. You can just send me a um, direct message. I'll, I'll send them to you. Um, but uh, it was actually a recommendation from Amber um, about Miracle Morning by date. I think his name is Hal Elrod. Um, and his book was really powerful because he talked about how you start your day and saying affirmations, speaking faith, speaking life over yourself. And I noticed Joel Alstein, if anyone listens to him, he says his um, affirmations out loud every time you listen to his podcast. And a lot of people will laugh and be like, oh yeah, Joel's always positive. But I honestly think there's something to that. And Amber said, amen, and read them out loud. It is true. When I start reading my affirmations out loud and I say, I will live and not die. I'm above and not beneath. I will not live. I will not allow a spirit of unforgiveness to keep me from fulfilling God's purpose in my life. When I say that my family and my friends are blessed, when I say that we are safe and no pestilence or disease um, or sickness will come near our dwellings, when I say those things out loud, it gives me a whole nother level of faith. So I have literally been saying them to help me because like I said, I have struggled with a lot of feelings. I've even asked my mom, like, you know, when did I start worrying so much and why do I worry so much? Because I've been literally trying to figure out why I do what I do. Um, so I do encourage you all to um, write out your daily affirmations and recite scriptures that will help build your faith during this time. Um, again, love you all. Have a good night. Stay safe, stay healthy. And I will go back um, and check the messages so I can follow up with you all for anyone that posted to send me the messages. But if not, um, just send me a direct message and I can forward you the daily affirmations and I'll post all the scriptures as well. Mwah! Have a good night. Thank you all so much. Hi, Joy. Um, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Chrissy. Thank you all so much um, for your messages of encouragement. And um, each of you, you're welcome. I'm so happy that you could join. Um, thank you uh, for listening. And have a good night.